Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. Welcome back, Icons, for part two with Jemima Faye Goodall of Kogo Creations. And hopefully you've listened to part one where she really shares her journey. And I was really, I think my breath was taken away by Jemima and her honesty, her sincerity, but also how savvy she is. And so I wanted to kind of break this up into two parts. So you had a podcast that you could visit over and over and over again for the do's and don'ts in marketing. And Jemima is the person to ask for this. She is actually an expert with my VIP icons. She's agreed to come on and do some training for them and really dig into the do's and don'ts. I'm so excited for my VIP clients to experience her, but I wanted you as the community, the Becoming Iconic community to get a feel for this as well and have your skills built to this incredible human being, Jemima. So welcome back, Jemima. I'm so glad you're here for this rapid fire do's and don'ts of marketing. Hi, Jen. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so happy to be back. So happy to be here (laughs) chatting to everyone and sharing a little bit more about the practical tips rather (laughs) rather than the mindset work. Yes, because I do think it starts with mindset, but what I like is helping people narrow in on what to do because I think so many people have the desire to grow an online business, have that burn in their belly to create, and they're actively pursuing it. But sometimes we get stuck in pursuing it the way somebody else is, and we get mm-hmm. in that comparison mode. And you know, there's already a Jemima taken, friends. So rather than try to be another one, why don't you do you, but learn these skills that are working. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about things that are working today so people can be smart, savvy, quick, and put into action right away some things into their business that will really make an impact. Okay. And quick is the operative word here, Jen, because we've, we've got to move fast these days. So I'm glad you threw that word in there. So I can give you plenty of quick tips that people can start doing today, guys. All right, let's do it. I know I'm ready. Okay, so here, I'm going to just like do some categories and I'm just going to let you go at it. So the first one I'd love to talk about is email marketing. I love email marketing. There's a lot of people out there saying, oh, it's done. People don't want email anymore. <laughs> I disagree. I'm a disagreeer of that. I think there is an, a need for it, but it has to be done well. And so what would be some of the do's in email marketing right now? So Jen, before I get into that on what you just said, people do tend to say that email marketing is done. And I've got a number of statistics that I cannot remember off the top of my head right now, but we do have a lot of statistics on this. But what I can tell you, Jen, is that email marketing is still to this day, the highest converting digital marketing technique, guys. It is where you will see the most conversions. So yes, it's very trendy to be on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of these great things, but email marketing is still the highest performing, highest converting tactic for your digital marketing. Hey icons, just a little short break here because I just wanted to remind you to keep going back to the jenspiegel.com website, J-E-N-S-Z or Z, P-I-G-I-E-L.com. I'm continuing to add value in the blog in the different ways of working with me. I I will always keep expanding and growing that full of value. However, I have these like really amazing baby offers and freebies that are there for you to take and utilize and grow with. The first one, of course, being that 14-day launch strategy that's helped network marketers, e-commerce, 
coaches, creatives, it really doesn't matter what online business you have. It has made the world of difference. And I can't wait to really show you as many testimonials as I possibly can because they are flooding in right now with massive success because they have the guidance and the know-it-all for really creating the promotion around a launch. So that is there for you. It's free, but I'm adding something else in. It's a little baby offer, if we can call it that. It's only five dollars. And the only reason I'm charging five dollars is because I believe that adds some accountability for you to download and actually use it. It's my very first meditation. This meditation is about greeting and meeting and sitting with that highest version of yourself, who you are becoming, envisioning her, feeling her, really sitting in the joy and the energy of what you are gravitating your life towards. Once you have a moment with the highest version of yourself, you wake up every single day striving to become her, knowing that that is what your future has in store for you. And when you can solidify that in your soul, it gives you so much meaning for what you're doing every single day. So head over to the jenspiegel.com website, download that, sit with me, whether it's daily or at least once a week, and that allow your body and your imagination and your breath to bring you forward to who you are becoming. As friends, let's face it, you're becoming iconic. The other thing, okay, this is getting into do's and don'ts. So, but this is a big do. And this is a big reason why I am a huge fan of email marketing. And it's because guys, you may have heard this before. You can't hear it enough. It is the only database that you own. Facebook followers, fans, Instagram followers. You don't own any of that. Instagram owns that. I was victim to this two or three months ago. Facebook shut down my Facebook account. No rhyme, no reason. Did not give it back. So I lost everything, 14 years of photographs, contacts, groups that I'm in, lost everything. And this is why I stress the value of email marketing because that database is a database that you own that nobody can ever take from you. So that is a big do, guys, be building your email list all of the time. So the big do's and don'ts, Jen, for email marketing, there are a few pillars to a successful email marketing strategy that we train on. So I could run through those quickly, but the one thing you need to have really, really solid in your email marketing strategy or what we call your action items. So your subject line and your call to action buttons within your mailers. So we say one call to action button in a mailer, guys, please don't bombard people with shop now, look here, read more, find out more, da, 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 da. one call to action per campaign, test subject lines. It's the only way to do it. You just got to test, test, test. There's a couple of best practice principles, like don't go over 50 characters in your subject line. Don't use phrases and words that are going to be caught by spam filters. So avoid words like free. There's a bunch, but you can you can Google those and look those up. Building out your email list, guys, it's one of the most important things you'll do. So you can there's so many ways to do that. Freebies, opt-ins, quizzes, all sorts of things. If you're at events, business cards, whatever. I, I'm sure I don't need to go into how to collect email addresses. But the one thing I want to say about having an email list, and I see this happen all the time, is people build an email list and then they don't do anything with it until they have something to sell. And you can't, guys. Nobody wants to be sold to out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Nobody. It's just not going to work. And then people get despondent and they're like, oh, but I have this list of thousands of people, but nobody bought anything. And I'm like, okay, but when last did you communicate with them? Mm -hmm. So this is where big do, big fan I am of sales funnels and automations. Set up your automations, guys, so that the second somebody comes into your funnel or into your list, they're immediately sent 
three or four emails over the period of a week or two, and they're just given free value. They're told more about you, your business, your team, your brand, your history, how you got where you are. Just give them stuff for free. You cannot sell to people off the bat. So that is a few do's for you, I think, if that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Subject lines, building out your list, make sure you're speaking to people all the time. There's also some analytics that you need to be checking on and you need to be keeping an eye on. But again, like do the research, look it up, but look at what the industry standards are for things like click-through rates and open rates and just make sure that you're tweaking all the time so that you're meeting those industry standards. So I think the biggest don't for me, Jen, and all of you listening is to stay silent, to be collecting email addresses and not doing anything with them or to be selling all the time. Yeah. You can't be selling all the time. You've got to be adding value. The other do, sorry, if I can just add another do is with that building of the list, guys, please make sure that you're segmenting and tagging and filtering your audience properly. Make sure that you're setting up the details of each contact correctly from the beginning. I can't tell you how many times as an agency, we took over a big company's list of like 70,000 people and there were no first names with any of the email addresses. And then we couldn't put together a campaign that addressed people by name because none of the email addresses had first names. So please make sure you, from the beginning, you are tagging all of your people properly. You're filling out their details correctly. You're asking for the information you want from the very beginning because there's nothing more frustrating than having to go back later (laughs) and try and fix your list. So yeah, that, that's another do for you right there. <laughs> that's so good. What platform would you recommend somebody starting a business? They're starting to collect emails. Where should they put those emails? What platform would you recommend? So we always suggest MailChimp for a beginner. I find it the most user-friendly. These days, it's now top of its game. I think it never used to be, but nowadays you can do just about everything in MailChimp. You can set up free landing pages. You can mm-hmm. segment your audiences. You can set up automations. You can do it all. So there was a time when you couldn't do all of that fancy stuff in MailChimp, but you can these days. So I would say that if you have budget to spend and you're looking for a tool that does a little bit more than just email marketing, we use Kajabi as a company. So we do all of our email marketing through Kajabi, all of our landing pages, all of our automations and sequences run through Kajabi, but you've got to have some budget for that. So if you're looking for something to do that's not going to cost you anything, I would say the free version of MailChimp is is perfectly adequate. Perfect. Next question. Should someone write their own copy or should they hire someone to write their copy? Okay. So I believe that you should write your own copy. Me too. Amen. (laughs) I'm glad I got that answer right. (laughs) Yeah. So guys, I think if anybody says to me, I'm no good at writing copy, I tell them that they're talking nonsense and that's a limiting belief. And they need to get good because I'm afraid I don't care who you are or what you do. You cannot own and run a business if you cannot write an email. So I don't buy it for a second. If that's something you're holding on to, you need to explore what it, read the big leap. You read the big leap, Jen. Read the big leap, get over your losing belief around not being able to write copy and write your own copy. Nobody is going to understand your brand or your business better than you do. Unless of course it's somebody on your team, right? So we've got a big company that's been around for a while. We've got a couple of copywriters and they do, but you know, they're within the team. If you're on your own, write your own copy. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I think there's a time where you grow and expand, but the person who is assisting you in copy has an equal 
heart connection to the business as you do. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. comes through in that email and they know your words and they know how you would speak. But otherwise I totally agree. I think people need to write their own copy. And I hear it all the time where they're like, I don't write any copy. I'm like, this is your business. Yes. (laughs) Who else can explain it or add your flair or your flavor to your business than you? So I'm really grateful you said that because sometimes I I hear so often of people not writing their own copy. And I just think, oh my goodness, especially at the beginning, I think this is how you, you build your brand. 100%. 100%. And Jen, to the people who say to you or to or to us, I don't know how to write copy. I say to people, what other things do you do today that you once didn't know how to do? Oh, because there are what? things you do today that you once didn't know how to do. That's so right. learn how to write copy because there's no reason you can't. You got it. Okay. We've got another question about email marketing before we move on. Network marketers. Network marketers. I want to just grab them all by the shoulders and look them in the eyes and tell them, would you please start building a personal brand and developing your own email marketing, not relying on your company with stock photos and it goes out to the masses. What is your opinion on this? So you are... I think we were soul sisters in in a previous life because I say to people in trainings and in coaching calls all the time, I want to grab you by your shoulders and shake you just like you said. (laughs) And it's usually on the topic of email marketing. What I say to people is I want you to be building your list. If I could hold you and look you in your eyes right now and shake you, I want you to be building your list. So Jen, um, I think the personal brand thing is so important. Is so important. And I think I've never been in network marketing. I don't know enough about the industry to be an authority. I have worked with a lot of people who are in network marketing and I have a lot of friends, coaches, mentors who are or have gotten their start in network marketing. So I'm a big fan and I do think that if it's done well and it's done properly, it can be phenomenal. But I think you're absolutely right. And the thing that I say to people is you have to be selling yourself before you're selling your products. Mm -hmm. People buy you, not what you're selling. So yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think the personal brand building is very, very important. And I think that carries through email marketing, social media marketing, whatever you're doing, you've got to be building out your personal brand. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's go rapid fire over to social media, which is going to be difficult to keep rapid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not like I, we, we run a great business. We run a great organization. I am probably not an expert, but I'll do what I can here, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'd love to talk about? Because I think there's a lot out there about building personal brands on social media. And I think there's lots Mm -hmm. of education on there. One thing I would love to chat with you about is the do's and don'ts in building relationship, rapport, Mm -hmm. engaging on social media. What would be some of your do's and don'ts on that? Okay. So my biggest don't, and I say this to people all the time, I'm pretty sure my team are going to have t-shirts made for me soon that say this, but (laughs) Instagram is not a billboard. Neither is Facebook, none of them, LinkedIn, none of them. It's not not a billboard. You cannot publish something and then put your phone away and walk away and hope that it's going to get seen by dozens of people or thousands of people or wherever you're at. It's just not how it works. So it's called social networking for a reason, guys. You've got to be out there. You've got to be networking. And now more than ever, right? We're not going to networking events. We're not meeting people in person. So you've got to do it online and, and you need to start treating Instagram, Facebook. Look, we focus on Instagram, so I'm going to keep referencing it, but the same applies to any of the platforms really. But right. you've got to be reaching out to people. You've got to be having conversations with people. You've got to be engaging on their platforms. And it's, it's all, uh, gets very frustrating because Jen, I feel like I want to go, I go, I go blue in the face saying this, but it's not enough for me to just sit here guys and tell you to do this. You actually have to do it. It's not enough for you to sit here and make a note in your notebook while you listen. I mean, please make notes, but it's not enough for you to make a note in your notebook that says engage on social media and then still not do it. 
It's just not enough. So you have to put that 30 minutes a day in your diary to reach out to people, to network, to send people messages in their DMs, guys. It's so easy. If you know how, it's so easy. You find the right people using hashtags. You've done your client avatars by now, I would hope. You've done your client avatars. You've done your customer personas. You know who you want to be speaking to. So you know which hashtags they're likely to be using in their posts. So you go onto your Instagram. You go to that hashtag. You find posts that have been published by people that fit your audience persona. And those are the people you engage with. And then you like a few of their posts. You comment on a few posts. You send them a message in their DMs. Don't be creepy and stalkerish, but send them a message in their DMs. And what I always say to people when they say to me, I don't know what to say, I say, what would you say to them if you walked up to them at a networking event? Absolutely. Just treat them like they're humans, guys. Mm -hmm. We're all human. So just say what you would say if you met them out at a bar somewhere or you were at a conference and you were all enjoying a glass of wine at the end of the day. What would you say to them? Yes. And that's all you need to put in your in the inbox, in a DM. That's all you need to say. Absolutely. So, that was a very long-winded answer, but that's what I would say about networking and reaching out and engaging on social media. It's not enough just to publish. You are not going to get what you want and you do not get to blame the algorithm if that's all you're doing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, can we just repeat that? Go back, friends, and listen over and over until it sinks in because I feel like, here's the thing. It's like life. If you want people to engage with you and like your posts and look at your stories, but you're not giving that, it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. If you want more engagement, give more engagement. If you want more DMs, do more DMs. And I, I agree with you. I think so many people put it up there and cross their fingers and toes and go, I think I was a good one. I think I wrote a good post today. And, and they're expecting the magic when it's now all about, you put the billboard up, but now it's about connection. I love this. Oh, Jemima, you got me going. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm giving you some good stuff here. Oh, I just, I wish people would not just hear this, but actually do it. That is. No, it's, that's like one of my biggest wishes is if I could actually sit down with each and every one of you for 30 minutes every day and make sure you do this, I would, I I would. Yeah. Because it's, I promise you it will change everything. Everything. And it's 30 minutes, guys. You're going to sit having your morning coffee, scrolling Instagram feeds anyway. Do something a little bit more productive and what you put in, you'll get out Yes, yes. in the way that Jen says it in an energetic way. And also that's how the algorithm works. The more you do, the more it rewards you. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. Okay. So I think we talked about what not to do, but do you have anything more to add of the don'ts for social media engagement, rapport building? Um, I don't. I think if you're doing it, you. I don't think you can go wrong. I think um, one do that I could phrase as a don't <laughs> is don't neglect your bio. Yeah. Because if you're reaching out and you're engaging, people are going to be coming to your profile to see who you are. You want to make sure that that bio is slick. So don't neglect your bio. Um, don't have just a personal profile, guys. Please switch over to a business account so that you can check on your analytics and so that you can have strong call to action buttons and contact buttons in your bio. So make sure you've switched over to a business profile um, and then really optimize and use your URL um, because that's a great way for you going back to email marketing. That's a great way for you to be be acquiring email addresses. Let's give people a freebie. Use your URL in your Instagram bio. 
Boom. Mic drop for that one. That's that. That's another thing that's missed so often is people are like, I love coffee and walks on the beach. And Angie Lee is great at describing this as well. She's yeah. like, it's not a dating profile. Like, I'm so happy you love coffee. I do too. But tell me what is, why would I want to pay attention to you? Like, what are you going to give me? Mm-hmm. And that is when people will stop, click, engage, because you've already told them how you can serve them in their lives. So good. That was a good one. I'm glad we touched on that. Okay. Let's rapid fire over to Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Mm, mm. What are some do's and don'ts there? Okay. So lots, and we could go all night on this. So I'm going to try and keep it brief. I say all night, you're midday. Um, (laughs) So Jen, I find Facebook ads a bit of a double-edged sword. And the reason I say that is because it can be so powerful so, so powerful. And I want to tell every single person with a business or a entrepreneur or freelance career, you have to be running Facebook ads, but please don't run Facebook ads if you don't know how to, because you will lose money so fast Mm -hmm. and you will get so defeated by it. And I see this happen all, I made this mistake, Jen, in the early stages of my first business. I made huge mistakes because I knew that Facebook ads were this powerful tool that could get me great results. I just had no idea how to use them correctly. And so the first do, I think, is to get help. Ask for help, attend a training. I mean, there are free webinars coming at us, left, right, and center these days, guys. Get some training, learn how to use Facebook ads. If you've got the budget, then outsource it. This is some, This is not like copywriting. This is something that you can outsource because it does require some skills and some knowledge and some experience of the platform. On a very practical level, Facebook Business Manager, the dashboard is an absolute nightmare if you don't know what to do and how to do it. It's very overwhelming. You will get completely freaked out by it and you will make mistakes. So that's my biggest don't is don't try and do it on your own if you don't know what you're doing. What I will say is when you do start running campaigns, guys, please don't run anything other than a lead generation campaign. And you're going to get a lot of different opinions about this. Sometimes I go against my paid media manager in my in my company because she doesn't always agree with me on this. Although she is coming around, actually, I have noticed. It's taken about three years, but she is starting to agree with me on this. But Don't run anything that isn't a lead generation campaign because a brand awareness campaign, that's great. How many people, you know, liked your post, commented on it, but there's nothing measurable there. You can't measure anything. I don't care how many new followers you got on your Facebook page because you ran a great campaign. I'm not interested in how many fans you got on your Facebook page. I want to know about how many email addresses you got or how many sales you did. That's all I'm interested in. So rather put the budget towards a lead generation campaign. Jen, I don't know what the cost per conversion is like in Canada. It's actually fairly low, to be honest with you. It's it's very cost effective, but I just want to reiterate what you just said is I did a brand awareness ad campaign and I had thousands and thousands of people come over and take a look, but it didn't convert into anything. And that was a great lesson to be like, okay, well, it felt good that all these people came to look, but at the end of the day, I spent all the money for eyeballs just to come go, oh, that's nice and move along versus build a business, build a loyalty Mm -hmm. of people who really want what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. And those are the vanity metrics, right? Those are not the business metrics. Those are not the things that are going to make you profitable that are going to get you sales. Those are the vanity metrics. So that's great. And it feels fantastic, but don't guys, don't get caught in that trap, please just run ad campaigns. I personally, the only thing we do within, in fact, we don't even run ad campaigns in my businesses for sales anymore because it can be quite thankless. So we literally only run and we spend a lot on paid ads every month and we are only running ad campaigns to get email addresses. That is all we do. So we're running a bunch of different campaigns, trying different techniques, targeting different audiences. We've got a lot of different stuff happening. 
happening, but all we are doing is acquiring email addresses. So lead generation guys, don't bother with a sales conversion and don't bother with brand awareness or any of it, page views, likes, any of it, don't, don't lead generation. I love that vanity matrix. That, that's a new term for me, but that is mm. very true. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's... Well, because it does feel good in the moment. In the moment, you're like, look at my exposure. This is incredible. But you do realize all it is, is just a, a moment of mm. feeling good. It didn't really change your business. Um, this is so good. Okay. All right. So what about <laughs> Instagram ads? Anything over there that's maybe different do's and don'ts? No, not really. Um, you know, it, it all runs off the same dashboard. Um, Instagram ads run through the Facebook business manager. So you're going to be running it all off the same thing. Um, when we start getting into LinkedIn ads, then it's a slightly different conversation because it's a different interface and and all of that. But I would say focus on Facebook and Instagram to begin with while you're learning the dashboard, while you're learning business manager, while you're learning what works and what doesn't, and then you can start playing with the other platforms. But yeah, I, I mean, running Facebook and Instagram in unison is not a problem. Perfect. Okay, great. So let's rapid fire now over to the last one, which is future trends or current future trends. Mm. What are some do's and don'ts in business, online business right now that people should really be paying attention to? So Jen, that's interesting because um, my agency, Coco Creative, we've been working on on um, a trend report for 2020, which has been really interesting to research and start writing and reading what the team is coming up with and putting into the trend report. So I'm really loving it, but that's very high level stuff. And, and we're talking about things like... Um, voice activation marketing and, and some, some really high level stuff. But I think, um, you know, on, on a, on a slightly more, um, manageable level, I think what we're seeing a lot of is people shifting into the skills share space. So where people previously offered a service-based business or a service-based solution, they're now moving more into a training or upskilling model. And that's obviously happening online because people can't necessarily do it in person anymore. So that is a, we're seeing a massive upswing. I'm sure we're not the only people noticing it. Everybody is not only offering more, more learning opportunities online, but people are signing up for more learning opportunities online. And I think what we've noticed is that within organizations and just within my network, and I have conversations with a lot of CEOs and business owners. And what I'm noticing is that all of these people are having to upskill because they no longer have the luxury of an in-house team, or they no longer have the luxury of being able to afford outsourcing it. So people want to learn the things that you used to do for them, guys. Mm -hmm. So that is the shift that I'm seeing for freelancers, for creatives, for service providers, the shift that we're seeing is that my feeling is in order to stay relevant and to stay profitable, you have to make that change. And that doesn't mean you have to give up your you know, in-person work or your on-platform work, but I would strongly suggest you add the revenue stream of, of upskilling or e-learning or skill sharing. Build that revenue stream into your business model. Definitely. Mm. You know, that is something I've definitely witnessed and I've never really put it into words. You put it into words beautifully because I think a lot of coaches specifically felt really like a fish out of water when COVID hit and mm. their high ticket coaching programs were drastically affected and rightfully so. But what it did, it was it actually made coaches think, what can I actually just start giving for free? And that service-based mindset again, moving away from from always thinking revenue, revenue, revenue into Mm -hmm. building value, building value, building value, because then people will spend more because they really do trust you and see you as an authority. So it's a beautiful shift. And I'm really glad you say that that's a future shift too, because I hope that never changes. I don't think it's going to, Jen. 
good. I think that's an upswing that's not coming back down. And I think whether it forms part of your revenue streams or it forms part of your marketing strategy, I think you have to be sharing your skills. You have to be sharing your knowledge. And a lot of people, I think, come from a place of fear and they're like, oh, but if I teach them how to do it, they're not going to come to me to do it anymore. And that's just not the case, guys. If somebody has the budget to outsource it, they're going to outsource it. Yeah. But if they don't, then do what you can to help them. Beautiful. What's a don't? Oh, like in training and marketing right now, what's a don't for online entrepreneurs? We've talked about like sharing skills. What's something now that's changed that you would say, I wouldn't do that anymore. That's a very good question, Jen. So I think, you know what I've noticed and, and maybe this doesn't exactly answer your question, but what I've say these days to bigger companies is you can no longer be just a company online. You have to be a person or a team of people or you have to have a story, but you can no longer. And this is something that changed for me. And I think I mentioned this last time we spoke is I was always very much back office in building my businesses. My businesses were the brands. So Coco Creative was a brand in and of itself. People hired Coco Creative as an agency or people bought something sassy. They bought the products. They liked the brand. And that just doesn't work anymore online. Your company or your brand has to have your face on it or somebody's face. Mm-hmm. somebody's story. It has to be a person. Yeah. And so I think that that's a shift that I'm noticing. And that's what I would say is like, a, is a don't is don't come into the market with this perfect brand and nobody knows who you are or who the people behind the brand are. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a little bit messy. It needs to be a little bit real. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And I think really that focus should be on people who are supporting a product. You know, Mm -hmm. they can really easily hide behind a product. So just pushing product Mm -hmm. out there and educating on a product versus allowing you to show how you use it or, you know, your experience with the product, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think so often Mm -hmm. I see people who are product focused and if you go to their social media and their marketing strategy is just these sort of perfect pictures of, of these products. And that's certainly not going to catch my attention. I'll appreciate that it's a pretty picture, but I'm not going to go buy the product without, you know, your face explaining to me the why, the what, mm. the how. Mm. I love that. 100%, 100%. So I think that that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big don't for, for me, I think at this point, mm-hmm. going into the market with a, with a product or a brand. Oh, this is good. Okay. So any last minute do's and don'ts for online entrepreneurs out there that you can think of before we allow them to rewind and listen to this over and over and clean themselves up a little bit. Oh, guys, I think, and I think I may have said something similar in the last time I was on the podcast with Jen, but just be authentic. Consumers are so smart these days. They're so smart. And they can see straight through you, whatever image you are trying to project out into the world. If it's not authentic, people can tell and they can see it. So that is the biggest thing I can say to you about showing up online these days is show up authentically, show up as who you are, as yourself. Um, If you feel a fear of judgment, then obviously you need to look into that and you need to explore that because it is very real. And I don't discount that because it is be debilitating for for a lot of people and I've been there myself um but the world needs us all just to show up in our authenticity these days more than ever so that I think is the biggest do and from a from a purely selfish perspective it's also going to be the best thing for your brand that is a beautiful piece of advice to take yourself with I feel like you just put the cherry on top that was perfect oh this is so good Jemima there's so much to learn from you and You are just such a real, honest, 
sincere person. I'm grateful for your time. Not just one part, two part series, friends, with this beautiful human. Please go follow her, go learn from her. We will put everything again in the show notes where to find Jemima. And I have to give you my sincere gratitude for your time, your energy, your expertise. You've been so generous with us and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Oh, Jen, thank you. Thank you for giving me the space. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Fast friends. Yes, forever. (laughs) Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together. They all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know, I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.